Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I hope by now you've subscribed to this podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast, as you know, is all about creating the future of servant leadership and help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today I have an incredible guest with you all and I cannot wait for you to listen into this episode. His name is John McGee and he's a certified NLP trainer, master practitioner, inspirational speaker and best-selling author of his book called Kindness Matters. He wrote his book to educate people into gaining a deeper understanding that no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. The 30-day challenge he created has already transformed the lives of over 100,000 people from all over the world, and he truly believes it will do the same for you because he's a man on a mission. He regularly speaks in schools on the importance of education, respect for oneself, and teaching staff about resilience, consequences of risk-taking behavior, emotional intelligence, and how pupils can tap into their potential by applying kindness inside and outside of the classroom. He also runs regular Kindness Matters Super Learning Days and teaches pupils how to achieve maximum communication and positive relationships with teachers and other pupils by applying what they learn from his 30-day challenge. In this episode, John shares his story of how he went from a life of crime to now becoming the number one kindness ambassador in the whole of the UK, helping children and adults live a life spreading more kindness and love within their communities and schools. Without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. John, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You don't understand how much this means to me. We have been connected for such a long time. And I actually, you have been part of my journey on Instagram pretty much from the beginning of when I actually started. So I'm super grateful for all your love and all the support and the comments and the DMs and the conversations that we've had all my days. Like, I'm so excited about this interview right now. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I just want to go straight into it, man. How, how are you doing, man? Well, I'm, I'm really, really happy to be of service to you because I just, I just absolutely love your vibe and your life message. So it's, it's great to share this space with you. It's just amazing, isn't it? That with, um, with technology, as we were just laughing about before, trying to get connected, it's great <laughs> when it works, you know, and it's working now, isn't it? So you and I, you know, you're, I'm up north, you're down south and we're sharing this space together. So yeah, absolute honor and a privilege to be of service to you and your community. Thank you so much, John. And I just want to appreciate you for a minute and just say I am super grateful for all the kindness and all the just just all the positive vibes and, and love that you're putting and spreading into the world as well. Honestly, you don't understand how much it means to the people that follow you and that are surrounded by your energy, even if it is through technology, like you said, through all the social media platforms that you're on, like, you know, being part of your Facebook community as well. I'm super grateful for that. And just all the vibes that we constantly like you know are surrounded by on a daily basis i really really believe in um you know surrounding surrounding yourself with the right people and the right energies because we do live in a world where there's a lot of negativity and a lot of negative people and a lot of challenges mm. especially right now i think in this era right now so many people are stuck or they're going through a lot of challenges and hard times and i think it's people like us that have to be of service and constantly show up every day. Even that one, like I found so far in my life that even the one little video that I make that's a minute long, all that 10 second little story clip on Instagram or Snapchat, that actually inspires someone 
and when you receive messages from people saying thank you so much for making my day or you know you see comments when people say this just made my day like that makes my day knowing that we have the ability through technology and social media mm-hmm. to genuinely impact someone's life and for that i just want to thank you john for all the all the love thank and you. kindness you spread in the world and also while while we just started as well i just want to give your book a massive shout out as well kindness matters I remember when you first launched it and I, I was so busy I never got a chance to get it then I finally bought one it came to me I read it and I was like wow I'm not going to lie I didn't go I didn't do the 30 day challenge only because at the time I was super busy so I'm going to keep it real I was really super busy like <laughs> focus on my mission so I was like I'm super grateful for life anyway so I'm just going to continue doing my gratitude but I read the book read your story and you know what I just want to just give a massive shout out to the book cuz it's so simple to read your story is so deep and so inspiring can we just start off with your story cuz i really want i i know that your story is going to inspire all the listeners right now well what what do you want to know really cuz it's it's you know it's uh, there's so many people that want to you know know the background behind john mcgee um i mean what 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 do you actually want do you want it from so, the beginning so, so, or So what so what what actually got you started? What this whole kindness community like you being the UK's like kindness ambassador. Yeah, how did it all start? Like where did it start? Like how what where did that journey start from because like obviously like me knowing the story I don't want to ruin it for everyone but I know that you went through a lot of hard times and challenges that got you to the person you are today. So that kind of background story you don't you don't have to go too much in detail just the main yeah, parts of your challenges and <laughs> Yeah, yeah well there's actually a story behind the story which um, will will which will be revealed because I've got um I've got a book deal for a couple of my books but which is my autobiography and my next nice. well my next two books which are coming out one's coming out next March which is uh, in memory of my mother my great and my lovely mother who sadly passed away last year and then the one after that is is one one that's going to be called Be Kind to Your Mind which is all about personal development so there's a story behind the story so it's been quite frustrating lately Because you know you you and I were talking on the on the phone earlier, yeah. you know, saying about how hard we work and how committed we are to giving and to being of service. Um, and I've, the, the biggest thing for John McGee is being patient. You know, it's something mm-hmm. I'm still working on in my practice is being patient. But there is a story behind the story, and I, I I really look forward to writing my life story about you know what makes me tick as a human being. So as you know, in kindness matters, I sort of touch on 2008. you know mm-hmm. um my goal in life was always to be a good dad because uh, my father my late father struggled with alcohol and the, we experienced domestic violence as, as kids dad was a great guy he was so funny he was so full of energy but when he drank alcohol he became very paranoid bit of like a jekyll and hyde mm-hmm. and uh, this is what i talk about this is when i go out speaking and i do my keynote speech is I talk about those challenges as a family you know as a young irish family and what my mum had to go through uh, but up to 2008 i had achieved my goal i'd achieved my goal um i'd um i had got into heavily into fundraising and doing charity work in the community so a, a little bit of before 2008 i'll give you a, a big chunk so what i do when i speak i talk about domestic violence i talk about my mum and dad splitting up the impact that had on me as a as a young boy and not having a father figure getting involved getting my first criminal offence at 10 years old getting in with the wrong crowd getting in with gangs on the estate so i grew up in a very very deprived community in blackburn um 
and then getting into crime and getting into drug dealing and taking and selling drugs and hustling from a very young age, failing my education, getting kicked out of school, and then going down that path where I nearly ended up in jail for three years for robbery. And I was in, I was in, I was in turmoil. And then me and my mum ended up being homeless for two years. My sister went into care. All my friends started dying off heroin, and I was like, come on, man, there's got to be a way out. Um, and my way out was two things happened. I met a Christian family. Wasn't really, didn't really get all the Jesus happy clappy, but they were kind people. They were really kind. He, yeah. he looked out for me, you know what I mean? I couldn't catch them out. They really loved this guy, Jesus. And I was brought up as a Catholic. I knew the basics. And then there was a youth worker who helped me get into doing like, charity work. So that story sort of took me on that journey. I got off the estate, went and got an education. It wasn't always plain sailing, but that was the first step. And I started to realize that I wasn't a bad guy. I just adapted to an environment. Mm -hmm. And the ones of my friends who didn't adapt and change sadly died or they ended up in and out of jail. And um, I've lost nearly 80 friends through substance misuse. So I've, 80. I've seen my 80. I'm up to 80. Wow. I'm up to 80. One of them includes my late sister, who was only 39. And as you know, in the book, the book's dedicated yeah, to my late sister. She's that. only 39. She was a very kind person, but the drugs got her. So. So I've got a bit of a colourful past. I was never the biggest gangster or the biggest bad man, but I'd, I've seen a bit of life. <laughs> I've, shook, I've shook hands with the devil and I like being on this side of the fence <laughs> rather than the other side. And by the grace of God, I've, I, I, I made it through the back end. So I, I got into charity work and I never knew that this was always inside me, this, this kindness. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was I, I met a guy called David Dunn. He was a premiership footballer. And he helped me, uh, we become good friends. He helped me do a charity event and I raised 5,000 pounds for my mate's sister, which is in the book, Michelle Hilton, who was 36 with two children who had breast cancer. And nice. I didn't realize at the, t the time what had happened. I, was, I didn't realize that this was going to be the start of a, a kindness movement. This is over 15 years ago. Mm. So I did this event and everybody kept coming up to me saying, John, you're a great speaker. People really listen when you speak. And I was like, they said, you know, you'd be good on television or you're really good, man, in the public. And I was like, I still get nervous. Anyway, I raised this £5,000 for this, this breast cancer and become really good friends with David Dunn. David Dunn was playing for, Engl for England. He was bagging goals for Blackburn Rovers Football Club, left, right and centre. And this guy could have said no, that he was busy, but he didn't. He said, I'll help you. And it was his one act of kindness that started it when I look back now. Mm. And then if we move the story on 15 years later, uh, I was married, two children. I had, my, I had my own business. I was doing well in life. And in 2008, the global crash came, the credit crunch, and I lost mm. everything. I lost my marriage. My marriage broke down. Um, the hardest thing for me was telling my kids that dad wasn't going to be there because I'd all I'd ever wanted to be was a good dad. I wasn't chasing the money. didn't want the big house, the sports cars, even though I had, I'd had them. I just wanted to be a good dad. So telling my kids that I wasn't going to be living with them anymore. It ripped my heart out. And um, I ended up going for some acupuncture therapy and this, this, this really big spiritual thing, this big awakening happened. Um, I met this lady called Emily James at the Sanctuary of Healing. And uh, when I came out of this therapy, I just, I, I had to tell her all the drugs I'd taken. Mm -hmm. And she just said to me, do you know what, John, you're really lucky to be alive. You've been saved for a reason. She said, they're telling me. And I went, ooh, because <laughs> there was no one in this room only me and her. She freaked me out. 
And, and she went, it doesn't matter who, you've been saved for a reason. And I just thought, whatever. So I walked out. I've always been quite spiritual and open-minded. But um, maybe that was down from all the drugs I took when I was younger and all the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, please, I'm not boasting. I'm not endorsing <laughs> taking drugs, please, if anybody's listening to this. So I went out onto this car park, and I'll never forget it. It was 2009. It was a late... October, do you know when the clocks fall back and it's really dark yeah. about half past three, it's pitch black. Yeah. And I sat in the car and I just started crying. I just couldn't console myself, the snot, and I was, you know, when you're like, hum, 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 and I just shouted out, what is it you want from me? I don't want to go back to a life of crime, please, please. And I just shouted out to this thing that's got many names, this higher power, God, the universe. Jehovah, Krishna, it's got all these different names. I shouted out to it and I meant it. Let's just say, <laughs> I got a big answer. And the answer came. And it was within a month or two, I was asked to speak at a big event. And there was the birth of, um, my pseudonym was Mr. Consequence. That was my stage name for five years. People still call me Mr. C or Mr. Consequence. Wow. And I, I asked David Dunn, I said, look, I don't know what's going on. All I know is when I pray and I meditate, I go in this quiet room and I sit in silence. I see these colors like purple and indigo. I get up, I sit at the table, and I just write creatively these lessons. I ended up writing a mentoring pack with 30-odd lessons in it, which got accredited by the Board of Education, by AQA. And it was whilst writing them lesson plans, I wrote one lesson plan, which I took all around the northwest of England. And I worked with gangs of youths who were going to get kicked out of school in five communities, which was Blackpool, Preston, Blackburn, Accrington, and Burnley. Yeah. And I went into each high school and said, give me the most challenging kids that are going to fail their education and they're going to get kicked out. And I'm going to keep them in education and I'm going to help them get the GCSEs. I just need them for um, eight weeks, two terms. And they went, I said, I promise you. I said, I've got the funding. I've got the funding of the police. Let me do it. I promise you. So I worked with all these kids and I was... I was learning NLP and human behavior. And I, like yourself, I dedicated my, my, myself then to this line of work to save these kids, to give them an opportunity because someone had given me an opportunity. So, so was that, just to kind of um, add on, was that when your kind of personal growth mindset kind of kicked in where you started doing a lot of self-development? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of synchronicities happened. When I went to the Sanctuary of Healing, the guy, Tony, who's now my spiritual mentor, he introduced me to a guy called Chris Grimsley. Chris Grimsley is the Tony Robbins of the UK, but he's the mm. most laid, we, we call him the Burnley Buddha. He's that <laughs> laid back, but he is the Tony Robbins and he lives, he lives 10 miles from me. And once he's seen this pack that I wrote, he said, I want to mentor you. And I went, do you? And he said, and here's the thing, I don't, I'm not going to charge you any money because I love what you're doing, John, for kids. So he came to watch me speak. He said, this is fantastic. And he's still my mentor now. Right. And he still, maybe I shouldn't say this, he just still doesn't charge me. And he still runs every NLP course that Tony Robbins does. And he, for me, he's the best trainer and deliverer ever. I did, so I committed myself to NLP. So I did my foundation diploma, my, my practitioner, my master practitioner. I became an NLP trainer. I became an associate. I dedicated seven years to it, working every weekend on it. Because I wanted to understand how I could change these kids' behavior so they didn't die. Mm. along with my kindness movement, which I didn't realize at the time I'd started. So when I was working with these young kids, because I was self-employed and I took myself off the road, I said to Donnie, why don't we set up a social enterprise? So we formed a social enterprise called Streets. 
it came to a vision. And I know that sounds a bit far out, man, but it was, it was just a vision. And if we think of visions as like when you're daydreaming or when mm-hmm. you're just sat in prayer or meditation, I just seen something and I could see these kids reaching out with their hands. I was actually in, um, I was in um, a place called De Casa in my, near Marbella in Spain at my friend's place meditating on his rooftop. And all I could see were these kids' hands reaching out. So it became streets, and streets was an acronym, which was sports to radically educate everyone to succeed. Nice. So what me and Dunny said was, We'll get them into football. We think they're leaving school, coming out of school for six weeks, doing sport. So they think, oh, I'm not doing maths and English. I'm out of school. Yeah. And then they turn up at the football club and Mr. Consequence would be there, which was me. And I'd say, hold on a minute, guys, or girls. I'd only do single sex groups. I'd only do boys, no more than 12 in a group, or girls, same, who were all going to get kicked out of school. And as soon as they turn up, I'd say, oh, no, no, no. Before we do any sport, we need to talk. Let's sit down. Let me tell you my story why I do what I do. And then they were like, ah, you sold drugs. <laughs> you've, you've been into crime. And then, so that was the rapport. And then I said, look, if you believe in me, like I believe in you, there is so much potential in you. And I'm going to teach you how to tap into it. And it's with kindness. We've got to be kind to ourselves. We've got to be of service. We've got to, and they were wrestling with it. Anyway, what happened was I noticed the behavior in the kids and I knew the only thing that would change that behavior was kindness so I just asked in meditation and it just came I have this technique which I learned from Louise here which is when you sat in meditation they call it in Zen the still point you get to a point where the, the thoughts slow down and then once they get to the still point you just ask and what you say is this and I'd love to share this with all your community you just say what is it I need to know that's all you say. And you just sit. Don't, don't wait for anything. Just sit. Not that. What is it I need to know? And it may come in that moment. It may come, I don't in that meditation. Or it might come a day, a week, a month later. But it'll come because you asked. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this thing that's got many names, the universe, God, Jehovah, whatever label you want to get it, that's the Tao. <laughs> It's got lots of different names. But believe you me, when you ask from the heart, it's the highest frequency within the universe. It's called love. It's unconditional. Because mm-hmm. you're asking it, what does I need to know? And it just come, bang, and it still comes now. I still do it now when I need to ask. I don't need to ask you. I don't need to ask anybody else. I just need to ask this energy. So it came... It told me to write, whatever it is, this imagination, this creative force that creates all things, including, including me and you and everybody listening to this. That's my belief. It told me to write a lesson plan called Random Acts of Kindness. So I did. I remember that kids, from your book, actually. Yeah, these kids had to... Um, there was four areas that I, I wrote. They had to go into the community, school, friends and family. Yeah. and over the six weeks they weren't allowed to tell anybody they could only discuss it in the group mentoring with me the mentor and um, stuff started happening so the kids in Blackpool were saying similar stories to the kids 30 miles away in Accrington and they were saying things like oh do you know what uh, this little old woman she was struggling with a shopping so I remember I was on the program the streets program and I remember what you said about we've got to do it for 30 days it's random acts of kindness so I run over because I was dying to tell you and I felt so good. She were like, 
oh, oh, you all right, lad? And I said, how did that make you feel? And they were like, oh, it made me feel really good. And I had this model called the mood meter, which is one to 10. Show me on the mood meter where you feel. And they had to describe each number as an emotion. So five was okay, 10 was fantastic, one was rubbish, three was angry, and it went from red to green. So the green zone above a five is the good. And he'd say, oh, you know, I felt fantastic, man. And I said, well, why wouldn't you want more of that in your life? Isn't that what we all want in as human beings to be happy and fulfilled? All right. So what's stopping you doing that more? And I said this to all the kids and they started to get it. If I do random acts of kindness, it makes me, and, it's, and I kept saying to him, hey man, and it's free. Most cases it's free. And they would get the kids on the behavior started to change. So that's when I asked my ghostwriter, she said, John, listen to me, man. You're on the cusp of something big here. She said, let's put your autobiography on ice. This was a girl that helped me write the mentoring pack that got accredited by AQA, which is where the kids get the GCSEs. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I just committed to get up at four o'clock every morning and write for an hour. So I do my two hour practice in the morning, which is Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning. I got Hal's book. I got up and did my practice and just started writing. Just started writing these case studies, these, these stories, these kids. And um, before I knew it, I'd... Um, in 2012, I'd stumbled across a, a kindness movement. I'd stumbled across it. I didn't even realise it at the time. I didn't realise it. I was going to have over 100,000 committed people each day sending me thousands of messages daily and um, thanking me for making them feel better, believing in kindness, you know, and, and accepting themselves and, and meeting lovely people like you. And so... There you go. I'll stop talking now and drink my Chinese <laughs> No, honestly, that, that really gave me the shivers. And I still remember, you know, you shared a lot of the things you just shared then, you shared in the books. So I still remember what, what happened. But for everybody listening right now as well, it wasn't that just so powerful. Like, I, I, you can just feel, like, John's heart and John's, like, love and the, and the kindness that just came out. And I think most of the time, things like this happen in our life like they say, after a breakdown, we have a breakthrough, right? And one thing I took away from what you just shared just then was when you ask for help, like you said, to whatever it is that someone believes in, when you ask for help, you will receive it. That's one of the biggest lessons I have learned in my whole personal growth journey is when I, when I started being more vulnerable and you know I didn't care about people's opinions no more, and I, and I wasn't worried about what mom and dad or my sisters or my brother or, or my friends are going to think about me. It was just about me. And like, I want to change my life. I want to change my thoughts. I want to feel good. I want to be happy. And I want to serve and give back to others after I feel like that. Because I think nowadays, especially with social media, people are just be kind of becoming preachers. They share things and they share education. They share personal growth tips and whatever videos they create, but they don't do anything themselves. And I remember talking to you earlier on on, the, on, the, on our chat and I was telling you like the reason why I get so much love from my community on social media is because they see me do what I, what I tell them to do. So yeah. they see that Sadiq doesn't just talk. This guy said he's going to start a podcast and two weeks later he had a podcast. You know, so they, I, 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 one of the things I love and I believe in so much is once you've put it out there into the universe and you said it or you asked, like you said, the rest, the next step is just taking action. And that's yeah. my biggest thing everyone knows me for. I right? just take small actions every day and 
without you knowing, you won't even realize it. Like you said, your kindness movement just happened. Like you didn't sit down and thought, let me just create kindness matters and, and spread kindness in the world. No, you just started doing something to change your own situation. You met the right people along your journey because you, ch- you first changed your mind, right? You wanted, it started with you, right? You found that self-love and you asked for, for guidance and for help and you, and you received it. And then you just went out there and thought, I, got, I feel so amazing now. I just want to share that with everybody else in the world because it's like an antidote. It's like that in itself is a drug, right? Our drug now is love and passion yeah. and energy and optimism and all of this thing. Gratitude is my biggest life. It's my biggest drug. Like I, I just, I survive and I live on gratitude every single morning and <laughs> night. I literally drink it, eat it. I, I, I'm constantly grateful yeah. for everything I have in my life. And loads of people don't know the background of what we're doing, right? They don't see the behind the scenes. They just see your really nice video on, on, on the stories or, the, or, your, or your Instagram or your Facebook. But they don't see our challenges and what we go through as well, right? Mm. So, like, yeah. from, from what you just shared right now, again, like, it was, it was super inspiring. And, like, I hope everybody learned a lesson from that as well. But just something else I wanted to do, ask you. So, do you know, after you obviously went through all of those all those little kind of um that that journey that you took after all of that happened and then you started the kindness movement matter uh, the kindness movement and you were sharing on on social media and in in real life going to schools what made you want to like what made you like what keeps you motivated every day to be like that because one thing i know being for everyone that knows me the most positive person in the world as they think but i'm just a human being like them and i'm not always so positive Sometimes I'm so angry. Sometimes I'm so frustrated. Sometimes I get pissed off too because I'm human. But in those situations, what do you do? I know you you talked a little bit about meditation, but is there something else or like a practice or a routine that you do every day that when you feel so angry or frustrated or just pissed off at something in in your life, how do you calm yourself down? Um, I have quite a few different techniques brother to be honest with you i mean the greatest thing that happened to me was um, as you know halal rod endorsed my book the miracle morning that book's a game changer because you know where hal talks about getting up that little bit earlier and doing silence affirmations visualizations exercise reading and journaling it's like my journal's here so uh, you know there's, there's there's everybody's got their own i journal every day journal's a massive one for me journaling Definitely. you know that's my soul Mm-hmm. My I actually shared one page from my journey, uh, from my journal, sorry, yesterday <laughs> on, my, on my Instagram wow. story. I shared my goals. Wow. Someone asked me, because I, when I asked the question, the little question box in Instagram stories, I asked everyone, how can I help and serve you all more? Someone asked, mm-hmm. you never share your goals. What's your goals? So I was like, okay. I took out my journal, took a, took a picture of my goals, my vision of my, my life and my 2019 goals, and I shared it on the story. The feedback was amazing. People were like, whoa, I can't believe you shared it. It was so great. Like, you're so, <laughs> you're such a crazy dreamer. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I think big. Like, I'm not thinking about no 5,000 people in the event. One day, I want to have the whole of Wembley Stadium filled with people and me, me changing. And you'll have it. And you will have it. If I've got anything to do with it, you'll have it. And I'll be, I'll be, I'll be glad, I'll be there to bring you on, brother. I'll be saying, I, I remember the day you said it. I'll be there, I'll be flying back from Melbourne or something, saying, listen, I've got to go and back my brother up. Oh, man, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. But one of the things I love about social media, going a little bit off topic now, is just, 
like we just get to meet people like ourselves we get to meet like-minded people who are doing amazing things in the world and have crazy dreams and we just push each other without noticing even if we don't need to comment or like on each other's things all the time we just we know from that person taking action and them being so ambitious we just take their energy and see them doing things and we run with it we actually use the, that as fuel for our own life as well right mm. Mm. yeah i agree with that so um I, something else I always wanted to ask you, which I never get a chance to ask you, because this is the first time I get to actually have a conversation with you. So I'm going to ask you now. So what is the one thing that you do every day to, to actually make sure that you stay consistent? Because you are super consistent. I know you, me and you... you hundred percent you are really really consistent in what you do whether that's your whether that's your instagram like post or whether that's just in your normal your daily stories and your like you show up every day and i don't get me wrong like i observe everyone and everything on social media so i know and i've seen you for my last however many years i've been on social media i've seen you show up <coughs> every day even just sharing one story of your your uh, act of kindness for the day don't you do that? You well, do that every single yeah, day. I don't realise I do it. I don't. But I, I've got to share something with you. You know, when we talk about, um, you know, everybody's. Uh, you, we talked about it before, you know. So let's. I don't mean to, to to lower the tone or you know the decorum, but we've got to be real, right? Everybody's poo stinks, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. I remember. That, I remember. I remember an Indian girl, uh, girlfriend of mine. She was on an NLP course uh, called Raker. She's lovely. She lives in Manchester, and she said, uh, "My dad." She said, "My dad's Indian. He's really old school Indian." She says, you know, sometimes I meet some girls and they think they're better than anybody else. She went, but you know what my dad always taught me is that everybody's poostings. <laughs> and what made me laugh about that, right? And I'm not being, I'm not being crude. Is that that basically means we're all the same, hmm. right? We're all the same. And and just like you, and like me, we have our challenges in life. You know, there's nothing. What we talked about before. There's nothing more certain than change. You know, and everybody sees us as these super positive people. Mm-hmm. And I question myself sometimes. I think I'm not this positive guy. They keep they always go, oh, you know, going to different schools, and they love me to come in because I make their day. They're like, oh, he's here, give us a hug, and they love it. And I'm like, sometimes I don't see that in myself. And mm-hmm. it's back to what I was saying before, right? Is that we're all human beings. We've all got, I don't, I don't like to give it meaning. I just call it stuff. So I have stuff, you know, whether it's stuff going on in my personal life, as we talked about before, I've got a bit of stuff going on at the moment with my family. But within misfortune lies good fortune. Mm. That's what it says in the Tao Te Ching. You know, Dr. Wayne Dyer says within yeah. misfortune, there's good fortune. And that's where your growth comes from because there's no... There's no growth in comfort. <laughs> it's no. as simple as that, man. So when you're hurting yeah. and you're thinking, ah, oh, am I doing the right thing? Why is this happening? Come on, man. I'm putting in the hours. I'm, <laughs> I really want to make change, man. What's going on? You know? So, so it's like I've got a bit of that going on at the moment. And I'd like to share it with your community. So for three years, three years, I'll show you how human I am. I've had different kids in different schools going, sir, sir, what, what's your YouTube channel? What, why are you not on Snapchat? And for three years, I've been going, I didn't even see it. It was right there in front of me. I was going, oh, look, I can't give you my, my, my Facebook community because you're only 10. You know, if I was working in primary schools, doing a talk or doing a program, or in high school saying, look, data protection, child protection, can't give you my details. You can follow me, but I can't answer back mm. because the law, yeah? And they're like, what? 
Anyway, this has been going on and going on and going on. And they've been saying, Snapchat, YouTube, Snapchat, YouTube. And then in the summer, we've been filming. I can't wait for you to see the, the, the documentary they've done on me. They've done a little short documentary. It's fantastic. There's a taste on Twitter at the moment on Kindness Coach. Um, but you're going to see the 10-minute documentary uh, in two weeks' time. And it's turned nice. out fantastic. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Fly on the wall documentary. It follows me. They follow me for two days, so it shows you doing my practice in the morning at five. They follow me throughout the day. And I'm just being me. Love You're going to see how I take it. Proper Gary V style. <laughs> yeah. On, well, they're, just, they're just, you know, fair play to Gary or anybody else. Just, it's, it's just me being me. So yeah. you see how I tick. But back to the story. So what's happened is, like yourself, I had to make a decision four weeks ago. And I joined Snapchat. Guess what happened? Within four weeks, I've got over 2,000 followers. Because <laughs> kids really get me. And my movement, my 30-day challenge, which I want globally and nationally first, because I'm really proud of, you know, being from the UK, even though I'm very proud of my Irish roots, born in Britain, I want it in every school. So what I've missed, what I'm trying to get to you and your viewers is this. You know, when you're trying different things to make it work and you think, why is this not working? What am I missing? Mm. I believe I found it four weeks ago. I've had to make a decision. Um, and I thought, what is the solution for Instagram? Because I told some followers on Instagram that I was going to have to dedicate more time to Snapchat, to kids, because my movement is about the next generation and that, that next generation. It's for everybody, but it's for the kids in school because there's so much mental health in school. Kids are struggling on, on social media because they all are comparing themselves to others. So my message is very prominent with self-loving kindness, yeah? loving yourself and then being kind to others. So I've clocked it, what, they, what help they need. So I went on Snapchat a few weeks ago, and then I went on my YouTube, and it's just, it's honestly, brother, it's just blown up within four weeks. So I've found a solution at the moment is when I feel inspired each day is the metaphor I use is scattering seeds with good deeds. Because I believe that when we speak, our words are seeds. Mm. And they land in the other person's field, which is the unconscious mind. So you've got to be really mindful of the words you're using to yourself because you're planting seeds in your own garden. Yeah. So be careful of the words you speak and the seeds yeah. you plant because they grow. So I scatter seeds with good deeds every day. So what I've had to do is, I now have to record on Snapchat, whatever I'm inspired to do. And whilst I'm running like this, <laughs> I'm going save, download, save video. And then it's taking an extra two minutes out of my day. But like yourself, that's the commitment I'm going to have to make. Mm -hmm. And I had to evaluate and say, look, Am I doing too much? Is this good for my mental health? Because I'm no good to nobody if I'm burnt out. Mm -hmm. So it's something I'm still working on in my practice. Uh, but I've made that commitment. But I've had to make a commitment this week to maybe put the YouTube thing on ice mm -hmm. for the time being. Because I've got some really good news that I'd like to share with you now. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. You've got my book. And if you look in the back of my book, because I've no kindness matters here, somewhere in the back of my book, it'll talk about my vision. And it'll say something like, uh, celebrity, celebrity kindness ambassadors, speak on TED. I, wherever I was at, like, at, at in that moment, writing it back in 2015, it'll be somewhere in the back of the book saying, my vision. Oh, let's, do it, let's do it live now. So it's, <laughs> I'm it's, it. <laughs> it's right at the back of the book. 
it'll say my vision. Um, maybe I could have looked myself, but I, I don't. I don't have a copy in here. Book John to speak. Books for the journey. Oh, here we go. Um, twenty twenty vision. Is it this book? There you go. What does that say? You read it to me. What it says, and then I'm going to blow you away with what's happened. Is it? You mean the? Should I start from the actual paragraph yeah. or the actual Japanese proverb? Uh, it's up. I'll, it's up to you. Okay, well, I like this Japanese proverb, so I'm going to add this to, to add value to everyone anyways. This is the beginning of a new day. You have been given this day to use as you will. You can waste it or you can use it for good. What you do today is important because you are exchanging a day of your life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever. In its place will be something that you have left behind. Let, let, let it be something good. And then the 2020 vision over here, it says, I hope you enjoyed my book, Kindness Matters, and the 30-day challenge. Your kind deeds and good, you know, your kind deeds and good will do not have to stop there. If you would like to do another 30-day challenge or know a friend or a work colleague who would like to, you can now download your free 30-day challenge on my website. Since I finished writing Kindness Matters, there has been so much support, predominantly from my private community on Facebook which I'm super grateful to be part of. <laughs> um, uh, visit your website to join the community now to meet, and rest, to meet the rest of the family and thousands of like-minded fellow kindness ambassadors like you and I, and I who wake each day to spread more kindness into the world. Would I be off? And then the visions, have you got the visions there? Is it coming to it? Um, I don't, maybe I'm reading the wrong page. That's not, that's not the part of the... Um, what am you I doing there. to achieve global movement? Is it this part? <laughs> My hometown in Blackburn with Darwin. Here we go, Sadiq. 148. Oh, okay, yeah. I've got it. It was the next page. What I am doing, to, what I am aiming to achieve for the global movement. Yes. That's the part, right? Yeah, 148. Let's have a look. Yeah, that's the one. What's it say? Um, so it says, to have a celebrity kindness ambassador in each hometown or city. My hometown yeah. of Blackburn with Darwin to be recognized as a kindness community. Yeah. Local authorities, schools, community groups, families and individuals to do the 30-day challenge. John yeah. McGee Global Kindness Matters Tour. I can't wait for one of those. I've got to join you on one of those for sure, You're man. You're coming on it, man. You'll share the stage with me, I promise you. <laughs> Speak you on me and you... share my global vision. I love this one. I'm, I'm 100% there taking the videos for you. and <laughs> My own Kindness Matters TV series. Wow. Love it. Right, so where do you, you want me to start to show you what's unfolded? Right, the first one we did it. So I got Carl Fogarty, who just won I'm a Celebrity to get me out there. He's four-time world superbike champion. Me and him launched it in 2017 on the BBC in my hometown. So my hometown's become the first kindness community in the UK. We've done it. I've moved away from the celebrity bit because I started to know, not Carl, but other celebrities got a bit of an ego. So it's like, what's in it for me? Yeah. I didn't like it. It didn't, didn't align with my values. I'm not in this for money. Money's a byproduct. I, I'm very blessed to be paid for what I do. But money's not the driver. Mm -hmm. People are my driver. You yeah. know, changing people's lives exactly you know, with kindness. So we did that. Um, uh, the local authorities now in my 
hometown. Do you know what I said about it being um, a movement in 2020 by 2020? Yeah. Four months ago, I got a phone call and I met a lady last year called Jo Siddle. She's, she used to be a head teacher of a pupil referral unit in Blackburn, one of the toughest pupil referral units in the country. People come from all over the country to model how she's got the kids behaving well. These kids have got serious issues, you know, in the background, personal yeah. problems. And I've spoken at school, I've worked at the school, and I, I met her last year and she bought my book. She said, I love it. And she's read it, she's shared it with the children and her family. And uh, she invited me to a meeting uh, three or four months ago. And she said to me, she's a scout, so she went, oh, they did, Johnny La. She said, can, I, can I just ask you a question, La? She says, why are we waiting until um, 2020 to put your program into every school? And I went, well, do you know, Joe, I've got a lot going on. I've, you know, I've still got to make my bread and butter, you know, pay the bills of the kids and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she said, what if we could put it in every school in Blackburn with all? Would you do it? She says, I've no money, but I can, I'll put it in every school. So I'd, what it was, I piloted it last year. I recorded 30 videos with 30 kindness tips and the kids just had to do what I said. And mm. I showed her and she was like, wow. So what's happened is we're filming in two weeks and this November is going to be nationally launched as an official month. So I've created an official month where November is the official month to do the Kindness Matters 30-day challenge and now it starts. It starts this year. That so is 20, amazing, man. Congratulations, 20, man. 22,000 children, 22,000 children plus in Blackburn with Darwin from age 8 to 16 will be waking up every single day seeing my beautiful face telling them <laughs> what to do. What is the kindness tip for today? And it just goes like this. Hi, guys. My name is John McGee, the kindness coach. Your kindness tip today is this. As you go about your day today, I would like you to open up as many doors as possible. But here's the deal. I want you to remain impartial. What does impartial mean? It means do not judge. So if somebody doesn't say thank you for opening the door, it's not your place to judge them. You don't know what's going on in their mind or their personal life. It's your job as a kindness ambassador to be the kindness you want to see in the world. Happy hunting and thank you for your kindness, everyone. So they get one of them a day, different kindness tips. That is so cool. And they just have that. to go and do it. They have to go and do it. And then there's an email, which I'm still learning this on MailChimp, what to do, which is a resource for the teachers to talk about. And then what they do, they talk about an informed time with the teachers. So the teacher says, why is John telling us to do these kindness tips? Well, how is that going to benefit you or me or the person receiving? And they debate they get the energy going, they talk about it, or they talk about it in an assembly. So that um, is going to be happening uh, this November. And uh, it's a huge honour and privilege. And I just know that once we've done it, you know, I'm pretty well known in my hometown and I'm grateful because I move out of town next week. I'm leaving my hometown after 46 years. I'm moving wow. because of work commitments. I'm moving by the sea. And... Um, it's going to be busy, man. It's going to be busy because I know once we've done that 30-day challenge, uh, my next step is to get Joe to write me a letter for the, the, the Department of Education. And I'm going to London, man, and you and I are going to have lunch. Yes. And I'm, going to, I'm, going to meet, I'm going to meet this big, this new dude who's in charge of education, and I'm just going to say to him straight, because I'm going to send that letter to him, and I want, want, there's only one thing I'm coming out of. I'm not leaving that room until he says, we're putting it in every school in the UK. Love we're putting that. it in every school. And that, that is what I want and, and it's going in every school. You're going to get it, man. You are 100% going to get it because when you're after something with so much of that fire 
and like like one of my other episodes um that one of my really really good friends and brothers right now that I I literally call my older brother Ben Newman he shared like like when you have that burn and that fire and that desire so badly to go mm. and achieve something you will get it so I can see that right now in your eyes and I know you're going to go and make that happen John and I'm going to be there as soon as you're in London I'll be there to serve you I'll be there to help you whatever you need but what I want to get across to your listeners is this is you've got to learn um, to cut back on other things. So I, I've got quite a lot of projects on and I've had to evaluate and do less. So I've been looking at everything that's been going on because there's so many opportunities. And I think this is a trap we all fall into. Um, we can do too much and we can spread ourselves too thin. So I've had to really, over the last couple of weeks, really look at what's going on. And I've had to, and it's hard to say no to people. You've got, we've got yeah. to learn to say no. We've got to <laughs> learn to say no. And uh, it's something I'm still working on. It's funny you said that, John, because literally yesterday I had a call with one of my best friends and he's someone like me, loves helping everyone and loves serving. And I just asked him one thing. I said, I said to him, bro, you help a lot of people and you serve a lot of people. And I love what you do. This is why, why I'm one of your best friends and why I want to be on this journey with you together. But the one thing you find really hard to do is say no sometimes when, when you feel like you've done too much and you, you're telling me that you feel like you're doing too much and you're burning out. So the one mm-hmm. thing like I, saw, I told him was sometimes as much as we want to help everyone, we cannot help everyone. We can only reach as many people as we can, but there's always going to be a limit. We, there's no unlimited in the people amount. There's unlimited people that we can help, but we cannot help every single person every single day. Sometimes yeah. you have to stop and look back and be like, hold on a minute, if I do this, then I'm literally going to burn myself out. So I literally told him because I realized recently he was helping everybody with their own projects and their life and their business. And I was like, what are you doing for yourself, man? When, when do you yeah. get time for self-care? When, do you, yeah. when have you focused on your actual vision, man? Mm. You stop focusing on your own life because you want to just help others. But the one thing I learned in my life is raise yourself first and then go and help mankind. Yeah. Yeah. So I just told him, focus on your dreams, man. Focus on what you want to do. Then when you have more time, go and help others. But along the journey, help them anyways. But you need to, you need to remember self-love and self-kindness comes starting with yourself first. And then you love this. You love this presentation, man. I'm delivering it again. I'm delivering the second one next week, which is called Be Kind to Your Mind. And it's all around. I'm doing it in a school next week. I could get it filmed for you if you want. Um, It's the second one I've done. And it went down really well. And it's for 14, 15-year-old kids. And I'm going to teach them how to um, say nice things to themselves, kind things to themselves. So I'm going to teach them a little bit of mirror work, how to look in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, give yourself praise. Tell yourself mm-hmm. you love yourself. Yeah. That's not vanity. That's, you know, really just working with yourself and doing the inner work. And, yeah, um, yeah it's becoming very – there was a good energy last time I delivered it for the first time with, like, you know, a couple of hundred kids – and there's a couple of hundred kids uh, next Tuesday I'm delivering it to, so I'm really looking forward to it. Because I do feel um, it's tough for these kids coming growing up now because, um, you know, I have a saying, and I learnt this saying from a, I can't remember the chap's name, but uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison so is the thief of joy. And these young kids are comparing themselves to maybe people like you and me or anybody. Mm. Why am I like that? Why am I not? And they're forgetting about their power is them. That's their yep. potential. And you I'm know, also going to add as well, John, that it's not just the kids. 100% it's really, it, the kids are the biggest kind of source right now. 
but it, honestly, from, from, from the people that I'm connecting with like recently, it's not just the kids, it's actually everyone. Wow. It's everyone, they wow. are comparing themselves. Wow. One of my biggest messages when I go on the stage is I always say this one thing, which, which is what changed my life, which when I stopped giving a crap about other people's opinions and stop yeah. worrying yeah. about what they think about me and, and what they're mm. judging, how they're judging me, that's when my life really changed. So mm. I realized yeah. like everyone I meet today is actually comparing themselves with someone in, that they look up to, someone they want to be like, someone they want to learn from. Everyone's actually going through that same struggle. So it's funny. Well, that- when, I do my, when I do my Kindness Matters Super Learning Day, which is mega, it's a full day back to back. And one of, the, one of the sessions is I talk about being a shepherd, not a sheep. And I say, you're all dressing black. You've all got your hands down your kecks. You're all listening to Bugsy Malone. You all eat pepperoni pizza. You all have the same phones. I said, none of you are the same. I said, you're just like clones. I said, there's a saying, you are unique. There is only one you. There's a big world out there and dreams to pursue. But you all want to be the same. When are you going to become the shepherd? And they just, they just get it, the kids. It's really powerful. And so this is the thing. It's about... It's about being unique, you know. Although we are all the same, we are all unique um, in our in ourselves. So yes. Yeah, so let's get on to these. Is it these? Is it the? Is it the, the final four? Let's, let's go straight to it. Thank this you. Chinese, this Chinese tea has gone through me. Please forgive me. I've had a big jump. We can literally talk for hours, but let's let's let, honestly. Thank you so much for everything you shared so far. It's been amazing. I've learned so much as well. Um, as you know, at the end, I'm going to shoot the final four questions to you now. The first question I actually got for you is. Why should, why, so the, the main focus I want here is why should everyone focus on spreading more kindness? Because there are, there is more happiness in giving than receiving. I love it, John. <laughs> I love that. There's more happiness. Was that quick enough? That, that was quick enough. There was, there's more happiness in giving than receiving. Something. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll, just put the, I'll just put the cherry on that. You only get what you give. You only get what you give. You only get what you give. I love that. I love that. Okay, so the second question I got for you is, what's your advice for someone who's going through something tough right now? Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Anybody. Don't bottle it up, man. Just someone who they feel comfortable with, who they know that they can just be themselves with. Mm. Talk to themselves. Talk to themselves in the mirror. It's the greatest relationship you'll ever have with yourself. Mm-hmm. Learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. There's nothing wrong with talking to yourself in the mirror. I do it every morning. I do it every day. I tell myself, I say, come on, man, you're doing a really good job, man. You know, yeah, you've got a bit of stuff going on, but you know what? You're making a difference in your life and the lives of others. Talk. So powerful. So powerful. Talk, talk to someone that you feel comfortable with. Okay, so the, uh, the third question I've got for you is, which one book had a massive impact in your life? <sighs> Bloody hell, that's a tough one. I know there's well, a lot of books, but which one do you remember like really, really helped you a lot that everyone can go pick up or, or listen to or read? I would go for Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, Living the Wisdom of the Tao Te Ching, Dr. Wayne Dyer. It's here. I read it every day. Dr. Wayne Dyer. I, I read the Tao every day. I've kept this book. I've had it recovered. This helped me when my dad died. It sports to me. It still speaks to me. As you look, I'll open up any page. There's stuff highlighted. Yep. Even now, you know, the Tao Te Ching from Lao Tzu, the 81 verses, is just all about living in harmony with nature. Game changer. Always go back to it. Love it. Amazing. Love that. Okay, so everyone, make sure you go and actually pick up that book because hopefully it will add value into your life and you can learn a lot from it like John is. The last question, John, before you go, is what's your thoughts 
on random act of kindness? I know you touched on it earlier on, but what are your thoughts on it? Like, why should more people do random acts of kindness? Because I'm a firm believer that there is a universal law, just like gravity. What, must, what goes up must come down. And we live in a reciprocal universe. And I have a saying, what you do comes back to you. So whatever you put out will come back to you. So we don't do random acts of kindness to get anything back. We do it because we know, as we started with the top four, there is more happiness in giving than receiving. So if you want more happiness in your life, why would you not go out your way to be kind? Because after all, what's that old saying? There is far more happiness in giving than receiving. And happiness is when what you think, say, and do are in harmony. When you think, say, and do or take action are in harmony. So if you wake up each day and set a good intention and say, Today, I'm going to open up as many doors as possible. I'm going to consciously, every time I see a door today, I'm going to do it. Or you wake up and say, today, if there's a piece of litter in front of me that I did not drop, I'm going to put it in the nearest bin. Or today, my good intention is, I'm going to give a compliment to a random person in public that I've never met before, and I'm going to become consciously, I'm going to look for an opportunity. If I just have to say, you've got a beautiful smile, your hair looks nice today. I love them earrings, that watch is smart, whatever. Set them good intentions each day because that, my friend, will not only make you feel good, it'll make the other person feel good, but more importantly, it makes this world better and kinder. So amazing. And that's the best way you could have finished it, finished this off, <laughs> Thank you so much for everything you shared, man. Honestly. I look up to you so much as, a, as an older brother and a mentor to me. Like, thank you so much for all the support and the love and the value and the kindness and everything you bring in into our community and our world together. Like we're here to serve everyone. We're here to serve and give back. And honestly, the biggest thing I'm going to finish off, which I took away from all of this was that one thing you said at the top and in the final four in the beginning for, for if you have to actually be a person of service and give more without expectations. That's the biggest thing I took away. Give without expecting anything in return. Coming back to random acts of kindness. Every day, set an intention to do something good, something kind towards another human being in your life. John? Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to finish, brother. Um, on the website yesterday, which is thekindnesscoach.me, uh, I'm really happy to announce that the free downloads on there now, so anybody can download now. They don't need to buy the book. They can just become part of the community and download the free 30-day challenge. So there's no excuse now to just download the PDF. It's free, and just they don't have to do the 30-day all at once if they just want to do a day or two or do it. It's their choice, but at least they're consciously getting up and they're, they're monitoring their day of what they're doing for themselves and what they're doing for others. And, they, and what's beautiful about that free 30-day challenge is it's really good for reflective practice. Mm. So at the end of the month, you can look back and go, wow, man, look at what I did on day four when I was like on the tube and I did that. It's yeah. really good for reflective practice. It really, it, it, you, it's like you're coaching yourself and mentoring yourself because you're seeing, you, you can't help but say, I'm not a bad person. Look at that, what I did. 
yeah. decent person. I'm Literally like a diary all, of your life, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we all, listen, we all want to be loved, man. We all want to be loved. And that's yeah. what we all, you know, the, if, I, if I were to get all philosophical now, the only reason we come here to have this experience is to experience love. Every human being wants to be loved. We're, we're emotional beings. That's what drives our behavior is emotion. Yeah. And one of the best things for driving positive emotions is, um, is practicing kindness. Yeah. That's why kindness matters. That's why kindness matters indeed. John, where can everyone go and reach out to you? Like which platforms are you on the most that, that they can reach out to you personally? I think the best thing to do is just visit the website, visit thekindnesscoach.me and then they can just hit all the hyperlinks up there. Um, and it's just a huge honor to be of service to everybody you know i'm just a guy like yourself i just make it up as i go along <laughs> but i do it from the heart and it seems to work <laughs> i agree it seems to work yeah definitely you know, and i think any when anybody does anything straight from the heart genuinely without expecting anything everything whatever you're after will will happen and it will come to yeah. you I, I totally believe in that John, I don't want to waste any more of your time. Thank you so much for being on yeah. this on the, on, the, on, the, on the call with me. Super grateful for everything you're doing. I can't wait to catch up with you really, really soon as well. Man, yeah, just, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for being of service and thank you for your kindness. Yeah, thank you for your kindness, brother. You keep up the good work as well, all right? I will do. Thank you. Thank you, brother. No worries. If you're still there, I just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time. It really means a lot to me. Please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this. It would honestly mean the world to me. Thank you so much once again. I hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and I'll see you guys next week.